Sometimes services contracts require hardware to support them. Sometimes hardware buys require related services. That's where companies get into what are known as order-level materials. They're important, but sometimes they're confusing. GSA even held a recent webinar for industry about OLMs and the brand new rules surrounding them. For details, I spoke to a GSA Federal Acquisition Service Program Manager, Steve Sizemore. Now, I gave my definition. Why don't you tell us what order-level materials actually are? Sure. You had it uh, pretty close there. OLMs are simply materials that support an order. They are products or services against product or services orders. In some cases, we've seen people have a little bit of a misunderstanding that OLMs could only be products against a services order. Uh, but it can be products to support products or services and can be services to support products or services orders. So at its core, OLM is a process to buy what traditionally has been ODCs or other direct costs, really just those material support items that you need to complete an order. Now, many years ago on subjects dealing with, say, the multiple award schedule program at GSA, people used to be worried about what they called bundling. That is, if you bought related products along with another product, those had to be done separately with separate competition. Is this related to that, or are we talking some different whole other procurement ballgame? Yeah, this is a bit different than bundling. Bundling is really where you're taking multiple requirements and putting them together into a larger requirement and really where it substantially affects small business. What we're doing here under OLMs is buying those, again, those material support items that are needed for a a services uh, task, for example. If you have maybe an IT services task and you need some ancillary products uh, to support that task, it may be that you need some servers or you need some laptops or maybe a security gateway, for example. Now, that item is normally going to be very small, and it's going to be part of the, the, the items necessary to complete the order. But in and of itself, it's not an individual requirement. So it really doesn't affect bundling at all. And so what is the right procedure for the OLM? Do you buy that right along with the main order, or is it something you have to order separately? No, that's the beauty of OLM is that you can now, under this procedure, under these new rules, you can add those items, those ancillary support items, you can add them to the GSA schedule order at the order level. And when following the procedures, so when the contracting officer, the government buyer, when they follow the procedures for OLMs, those items then become schedule items at the order level. And so your complete order becomes a schedules order. And you're no longer mixing in open market items, for example, with schedules orders. And so it's really something that we've needed for a long, long time under schedules. These materials, sometimes ODCs are simply called materials, the materials that you need to support an order. These material buys have always been a challenge under the schedules program. And I think OLM procedures simply, you know, give us a way now to accomplish this task of getting the ODCs that we need to, to support an order. And then in terms of process, I'll just mention that there are procedures that must be followed. They're outlined in the GSA supplement to the FAR called the GSAR. Uh, we do have procedures to buy the OLMs that the contracting officer must follow in order to properly place these orders. We're speaking with Steve Sizemore. He's a program manager in the Federal Acquisition Service at the General Services Administration. So, for example, suppose I'm buying the installation 
services of printers, and I need certain cables to go in order to hook them up, to have them hooked up by the contractor. Those cables might be OLMs, but if I needed a table or a set of furniture to put the printers on, that would be a separate acquisition, correct? Well, possibly. It depends on the need, uh, and it depends on whether or not those tables, you know, whether they're ancillary or whether they're integral to that service. The way you described it, they probably aren't necessary to the service, so it probably would be a separate procurement. But I think using the cables and the installation of the printers is a great example. The, the cables are products there supporting a product. Again, when we look at this and we think about where we've been over the last year and a half with this, and this has been around since July of 18, but it has really kind of been a, a slow adaptation across the buyers. And uh, you know, one of the reasons we're doing webinars and doing this training is to get people more familiar with the process. But looking at this example you gave with printers, again, that's an example of product supporting products. You could also have installation services against products. So maybe the contractor's selling printers. Maybe you have a large need for printers and copiers, and you need to set up a whole network, and the company traditionally doesn't offer the installation services along with the product. and They're not available on the GSA schedule. That is, the installation services aren't available. So now you can buy those installation services, for example, as order-level materials. And so that, that's a great example. Another example that I'd like to throw out there is engineering services. You know, we, we do see a lot of professional engineering services being bought across the schedules program to the tune of billions of dollars a year. Those services tend to have material requirements, whether it be some sort of supply or IT equipment needed or some sort of specialized testing equipment. That testing equipment can now be bought as an OLM. And if you think about the companies that generally provide engineering services, they don't sell product on their GSA contract. You take a large services provider, maybe a federal integrator who is doing engineering work. They typically don't sell the products on their GSA schedule. They're a services provider. Now they can offer that testing equipment as an OLM along with the services that they sell. And recently you did have a webinar on this and you've been doing training, not just for government buyers, but also the vendors have to know what to do. And so is the question that you're getting in general is, how do I know exactly which necessary products I can include as OLM so that they become GSA schedule orders at that point? Yeah, it's a great question, Tom. And I think the thing that you need to remember is that it must be integral and necessary to the order. It must be something that is needed in order to complete the task. So back to my engineering task. Without the piece of testing equipment, the task could not be completed properly. Back to your example, with the copiers, without the installation services or maybe the cables that are needed, you could not complete the requirement. So that's really going to be the test that people need to look at. Is it integral and necessary to the order? What we don't want is procurements being thrown together. Then you may get into this issue you mentioned up front of bundling. We must have OLMs be integral and necessary to the order in order for it to be properly administered. And one of the questions that you were going to answer in the webinar was for contractors to understand their responsibilities when quoting and administering OLM sales. And what's the principal thing they need to make sure they do? Well, I've got a few things that we pointed out in the webinar and that we talk about a lot around this 
topic of contractor compliance, I think it's important for contractors to understand the OLM procedures and make sure that they are in compliance with those procedures. All OLM sold through the contract are subject to the terms and conditions of the contract. And so I would urge contractors to review the GSAR, and you can simply Google that. You can Google OLM GSAR and find the reference. So I would just urge contractors to review that process. Also check out the website at gsa.gov slash OLM. Lots of information there. But let me give a few things that I believe are important to remember. OLM pricing must be inclusive of the industrial funding fee. And this is a responsibility of the contractor. So OLM items become scheduled items at the order level. Therefore, the industrial funding fee is required and must be reported to GSA through our sales reporting portal. So it's important that the contractor include the industrial funding fee in their price. They are responsible for whatever price that they quote to the government and the government buys from them that they pay the industrial funding fee on that sale based on the price they sold it to the government. So if they forget to include the industrial funding fee in their pricing, that is still their responsibility to pay it. Steve Sizemore is a program manager in the Federal Acquisition Service at the General Services Administration. There's much more to the interview. We'll post it in its entirety at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.